And if you wanted to move away from some of those pain points towards a calmer, more controlled, more balanced life, how do we go about doing that? Welcome to Sharp Podcast, the self-development podcast from SON Development, where we help you get better at the stuff that matters to you, so you can spend less time doing the stuff that doesn't matter. I'm still not sure I like that. Anyway, welcome to episode 84. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple where we've been talking to local people about their businesses. There's a few more of those in the pipeline for next year. But in this episode, I have got something different for you. And this is only for you, right? I don't want you to tell anyone else about this. This is just for you. You may know that I've been producing a new digital course. And I'm very excited because it takes a lot of what you and I have looked at together over the past few years about managing time, work-life balance, planning, prioritisation. And it distills it down into a simple framework to help you get the best from life, work and everything that grabs your attention. The course is called CLEAR, which stands for Catch, Locate, Execute, Adapt and Review. And Clear is now a registered trademark for SON Development, which feels proper. Took a while to achieve that, but we are pleased that it's recognised now as part of our brand. So why am I telling you this? Well, in this episode, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Yes, that's right. Just for you. You get the audio version of the intro section of our brand new Clear course, completely free of charge. Am I crazy? Free of charge? Maybe I am. The thing is, right, whether you're a new listener, whether you've been with us for the last seven years, here at Sharp Podcast and SON Development, we're all about helping people get better at stuff. And I've been giving you that resource for the last seven years free, because I want to help you, if I can, get better at the things that matter. And this course aims to help people do exactly that. The first level introduces the framework, it gets people going, and it helps people get their version of clear, off the ground, up and running, and ready to have impact in their worlds. So I thought that you my loyal podcast listener, should be one of the first people to hear what it's all about. The audio you're hearing in this podcast will actually feature in the course itself. Now, there's a couple of things to bear in mind. The course is a visual interactive course, so there will be some things I'll talk about that will refer to things on the screen. Obviously, when people do the course, they'll see those things. You'll just have to use your imagination for now because this is an audio-only format. Secondly, this is a beta version of the course, so it might adapt a little before we launch it. Oh, and speaking of launch, we're hoping for early 2024 for release, but you'll hear more about that as time goes on. So for now, pin back your ears and enjoy this taster audio as you listen to the full intro section of our brand new life-changing course, Clear. Hope you love it. Hello and welcome to this test edition, if you like, this beta edition of the Clear Course. I'm really, really grateful for you being here. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it, that people say that today could be the first day of the rest of your life. But it is a truism that today could be the day that you change your relationship with some of the things that cause you pain at the moment. This course aims to reduce your stress, to help you achieve more by better use of your focus and your attention with the time that you've got available, to help you move away from the pain points towards more clarity, more calmness, more control in your life. Oh, and when I say your life, I don't just mean work. So the whole thing, family stuff, friend stuff, everything. 
But what do we mean by pain and pleasure? Have a look at these two images and just take a second to have a bit of thought as to what's actually happening here. So this first one, and by the way, you can pause if you want to just spend a bit more time looking. Have a look and think about what's going on here and what's she feeling? From my perspective, it feels to me like she's feeling words like maybe stress or disheartened or despair or maybe even overwhelm. She appears to be in a work environment and uh, there's two phones which suggest to me there's quite a lot of communication going on in this woman's life. But it doesn't feel great, does it? It doesn't, doesn't feel like she's feeling good about herself. What about this picture? Well, obviously, a world of change. This person is relaxed and calm. Um, maybe words like control, maybe words like balance, they might spring to mind. Now, it might be that some of what's going on in this first picture you might resonate with. And if you wanted to move away from some of those pain points towards a calmer, more controlled, more balanced life, how do we go about doing that? Well, we've got loads of stuff on, haven't we? You've got loads of stuff on. There's work stuff, there's life stuff, there's family stuff, loads of stuff. Some of the stuff we might really enjoy and we might really like doing. Some of the stuff we might not enjoy and we might not like doing. And then there's perhaps some things in the middle. But thinking about the stuff you've got to do, have a look at this image. So this chap who's juggling eggs, imagine those eggs represent tasks or commitments or things that he's got going on in his life or you've got going on in your life. Now, as well as having all of the stuff, you've got the additional stress, the additional brain power being used to keep it all in the air at the same time. The anxiety, because we don't want to drop any, we don't want to miss any commitments, we don't want to fail on any appointments and the stress and the worry that things might go wrong. So my first tip is stop trying. Stop trying to keep everything working at the same time. Instead, actually, how can we make better, good quality decisions about focusing on the things that matter and dropping the things that don't? Now, I do appreciate that might feel a bit radical at the moment. I understand that you can't arbitrarily just decide you're not gonna do some of the things you're committed to. That would probably cause you more stress. But that's the purpose of this course, to help you go on the journey to move to a place where you can decide actually what matters and more importantly, what can you let go of? You see, wherever you are now, if you want to move from wherever you are towards a calmer, clearer world, well, how much you move is up to you. The clear model will definitely help you. Now, I've devised this model having spent years learning from the masters, these people in these books here. <laughs> And I've taken some very, in cases, some cases, some very complicated frameworks and distilled it down to a simple framework. Now it can be basic or it can be sophisticated, that bit's up to you. But the framework itself is very simple. Five very simple stages, five very simple different ways of thinking. And here it is. Catch, locate, execute, adapt, review, clear. Now you're in control of this. How you implement this is entirely up to you. In this course, I'll walk you through how to apply each stage, what works, what doesn't work. Um, a word of warning though, it will take you longer to learn it than it will take you to do it. Ultimately, the aim here is that you spend only about 4% of your time actually managing the admin, if you like, of the system, freeing you up to spend 96% of your time actually doing the stuff. 
You choose how you're going to do this. I'll just help you along with some tried and tested ideas that work. In a moment, you're going to meet Lucy. So Lucy is a fictional character that I've created and you're going to watch Lucy's before story. So this is Lucy's life before she adopted some of the clear principles. It's a day in her life, a day of her pain points. See if any of it resonates with you. So this is Lucy and we're going to spend a day with Lucy to find out about her world. As we go throughout the day, see if you can spot any of her pain points and also if any of them resonate with you. In the top left of the screen, we've got a note of the time. And at the bottom right, this is Lucy's happiness meter. When it's at dark green, she's very relaxed. Red, she's obviously very stressed. Let's see how long she stays in the green. So now it's 8.35, she's in the car and she's on the way to work. The radio's on, the roads look clear. Lucy's concentrating, but happy. Okay, so this is James. James is Lucy's husband. And he's calling to remind her of two things. James's mum, dad and sister are coming round for dinner tonight. James is cooking, but Lucy has agreed to grab a dessert from the store on the way home. And she's also promised to leave dead on five o'clock, so she's home before James's family arrive at six. Now you can see her happiness meter there take a little dip because Lucy knows that she's got a busy day ahead of her and these two promises, to leave dead on five and to grab the dessert, they add some pressure to the end of her day. So now we're in the office. Um, it's a smart place. Lucy's got all the latest tech. She works with a really nice team. Well, they're nice except for someone called Mo, who we'll hear from later. But first things first, Lucy opens up her laptop and has a look at her day. So we can see from the calendar it's Wednesday, and from about 10 onwards, it looks like a full day of meetings. And it looks like the only time Lucy's got to actually get any work done is really now, before the first meeting. But she's also got 20 emails in her inbox. So she decides to clear the emails first. 10 minutes later, she's cleared 16 emails and she's left with four. One is from Jane. Jane is Lucy's boss, and it's reminding her about a performance report that she needs from her. Then there's a customer complaint. There's one from the HR team about some training that needs doing. And one about a new starter that's joining Lucy's team tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So she decides that well, the new starter arrives tomorrow, so that can wait till tomorrow, so she deletes that one. The training's not overdue yet, so she deletes that one. The customer complaint, she forwards that to one of her team to deal with, so that's done. And she decides that she'll work on the performance report now because Jane is in that 10 o'clock meeting and Jane will probably ask Lucy if she started the report. So actually, Lucy's now feeling pretty much on top of her day. She's got one major task, which is the performance report, and she's got 45 minutes to make a start on it. So here we are 20 minutes later and Lucy's got a message. Now I mentioned Mo earlier. You know that person in a team, the one who's always happy to show you up if you get something wrong? Well, Mo is that person. And this message turns out to be Mo, with great glee, telling Lucy that she's missed the start of the meeting because the time was changed from 10 to half nine. And it looks like Lucy has forgot to amend it on her calendar or maybe didn't even see the email. So she quickly grabs her stuff and heads for the meeting room. 
Lucy's anxiety creeps a little bit as she gets closer. She hates being late, and she knows that Jane is not going to be happy if she hasn't made progress on that performance report. She's just about to open the door, and there's another interruption. She reads this message from the sales team, and then mumbles to herself, if there's a space, why can't they just book the meeting? Why do they have to interrupt me and make me even later? She's like properly wound up now. So as you can understand, she enters the meeting not really in a good space. She's late. Jane at the back there in the check shirt isn't making eye contact with her, which doesn't make her feel good. Mo on the right has got her head down. She's pretending that she hasn't seen Lucy, but Lucy can see her grinning at Lucy's discomfort. It's just awful. She hasn't even been at work an hour, and her stress is already at maximum level. How do we think the rest of the day is going to go? So here we are at 11am. So in that meeting earlier, there was no discussion at all about the performance report, so all the time Lucy spent working on that was a complete waste of time. You can see Lucy's work is piling up in the background, and she is now rushing to get to the 11 o'clock meeting. Now it's two in the afternoon, the day is not getting any better. Lucy's just come out of the 12.30 meeting, she's not got anything done, and now she's going into another meeting. Does this feel familiar? It's almost half past four, she's had a day of meetings, the work has piled up, she wants to leave at five for James's parents, but she knows that this next meeting is likely to overrun because it always does. She also knows there was something that she had to do for James, but she's just too stressed to remember what it is. Can you remember what it is? Finally, she's out. It's coming up to 10 to six. She's in the car. It's a half hour drive, so she is definitely gonna be late. And as it's the end of the day, she should really feel relaxed, shouldn't she? But clearly she doesn't. Well, at least not much else can go wrong now. Ah! <laughs> How would you feel right now? So here we are outside the front door. Lucy is still sorting stuff out on her phone. And eventually she just decides, sod it. It can all wait till tomorrow now. She puts her phone in her pocket, fixes a smile on her face and opens the door. And it's never really fun, is it? You know when you should be relaxing with family or friends, but your mind is on work. And Lucy's in the doghouse because she forgot. Can you remember what she was supposed to do? She forgot to bring in the dessert. So she decides the best solution is to have a few glasses of wine to try to relax. And we've all been there, haven't we? The problem is, if you have a few too many, tomorrow morning comes round a little bit too quickly. Yep, she's overslept, and she's just remembered that her new starter is due at 10 o'clock. So she has now only got nine minutes to get showered and get in the car for the half-hour drive to work when... Flipping Mo. And Mo is not the bearer of good news, and it's worse, of course, because it's Mo. And all Lucy can think is, is it the weekend yet? So what do you think? Did you relate to any of that? You might actually have actually felt stressed while you were watching the video. Well, don't worry, because later on, we'll revisit Lucy's world after she's applied everything you're going to learn and see how things are different. So who is this course for? 
I think it's for probably two different kinds of people. You might be someone who knows you want things to get better, but you don't have any kind of system or method in order to achieve that. Or you may actually have a system, but it might not be working for you. It might be too rigid or too cumbersome or too onerous. There might be too much admin and not enough doing. Again, remember, 4% is the figure we want to get to. 96% of time actually doing, 4% of the time managing it. And when I use the word time, I just want to talk to you briefly about time management. There's a figure on the screen here. Any idea what this number is? Well, you might have guessed. This is how many minutes there are in each day. But let me explain why this course is not about time management. You see, however you spend your 1,440 minutes, whether it's divided evenly into nice three even chunks of sleep, work and everything else, or maybe the work stuff takes over a bit more, or maybe the work stuff takes over even more and you're just about squeezing some sleeping and some everything else in. I've delivered this course to very different kinds of people. I've delivered it to directors, to students, to entrepreneurs, IT people, retailers, individuals and teams. And they all have different versions of this pie chart and you'll have a different version as well. The time that they spend and you spend in each area will vary. But successful people, they don't focus on how much time they're spending on something. They focus on the quality of what they're doing in the time they've got available. These two people here have the same number of minutes each day and the same number of minutes as you do. But some people just seem to be more successful with the time they've got available and other people maybe a bit less so. And I really believe very strongly we can get a better result by thinking about developing the quality of our thinking, the quality of your thinking, what you focus on and what you pay attention to. That will get a much better result than worrying about how much time you're spending on each thing. brief bit about navigating the course. Now you might be the kind of person that likes to do the whole thing in one go, or you might be the kind of person that likes to do a little bit and then break it up, have a rest, come back, do another little bit. However you want to do it, you can navigate the course in a way that suits you. That's how it's structured. There are essentially three courses. This is course one. So this is the key principles of clear. Um, and for some people, course one, level one, that might be enough. Then there's level two, where we'll go into a bit more detail about the particular tools and techniques and how you can deploy them to get better results. For most people, one and two will probably be right. For a few of you, you might get benefit from the power level, from really getting into a lot of detail about the skills and techniques and really ramping it up. It's up to you, but this is course one. And in course one, we're going to look at the key principles. So after this introduction, which we're in now, which will be finished soon, I promise, we'll then get into some detail about what CLEAR is. And then the third section will be about putting it into practice. The way it works is we'll break each element, catch, locate, execute, adapt and review. We'll break it down and we'll have a look at what it is, why it matters, how to do it. And then importantly, there'll be some resource then for you to set yours up. And also, at the end of each section, there's a bonus where you'll get a podcast. You'll get an audio version or an audio file of that section, which you can then listen to again in the car, at the gym, wherever you might get some benefit from it to help you review it. Okay, one more thing before we get started, but potentially this is the most important thing. We've talked a lot about moving away from pain towards pleasure. 
But let's be honest, that's just words, isn't it? I'd like you to take some time to think about what does that mean to you in the real world? So from a practical perspective, what is the pain that you're experiencing now? Thinking about your commitments, thinking about your workload, your tasks, what are those pain points? And importantly, how do they make you feel? And then thinking about the world you might like to get to, what are the ingredients of that pleasure? What do you want to move towards? If you felt like you had fewer tasks, you could focus your attention better, you were working on what really matters, how would that feel? So there's a document in this pack and I'd like you just to take a moment to fill it in and then refer to this regularly. So this document will be your measure of success. It'll be your motivator when you're feeling challenged and those challenges will come along. There will be challenges and it'll be up to you whether you want to fold at those challenges or work at it. I do think you'll have to put a bit of effort in now to learn the model. That will take a bit of work, a bit of focus. But remember, again, eventually we want to get to the point where only 4% of your time is actually administrating this stuff. 96% of your time is just getting on and doing the things that matter. If you could go and complete that document, take as long as you need, and but do take some time to really get a really clear picture. Decide what your scale is and where you are on the scale, where you are now and where you want to be. And then once you've done that document, come back and we'll crack on with the course itself. So what did you think? Do you like it? I'd love to hear from you. In fact, if you want to give me some feedback or find out more about signing up or whatever, you can email me. It's steve at sondevelopment.com or you can message me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'll put all the links in the show notes. There'll be more info as we get closer to the launch date, but I hope that you've enjoyed your free taster. Oh, and keep it to yourself. I only wanted you to hear this, right? Don't tell anyone else. This is just between you and me for now, okay? Please do not share this episode. Please don't like it. Don't subscribe. Don't tell your friends. And do not, under any circumstances, reshare this podcast on all the social media channels. Okay, maybe you can do some of those things, but do them quietly. You know we don't like a fuss. See you later. We hope that you enjoyed what you've just listened to. Have a look at the show notes for the episode, and there you'll see the links, resources that we used, and there's reminders there to help you get better at what we talked about. You know, making this podcast is a labour of love, and we genuinely do it for one reason, to help you. And we want to help as many people as we can, but to do that, we need your support. So now this is where you can help us. You can share our episodes on social media. You could send a link to a friend or help them subscribe on their device. And another free way you can support is to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your Podcatcher app. Thanks for your help. It's really appreciated. Bye-bye.